Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Bretter. Hey, you guys. I'm so excited to share this week's interview with you all. I got to speak with Dr. Margie Worrell, and she was just amazing. Through her teaching and speaking and books that she's written, she helps people become braver. And I just felt like this conversation was the coaching session that I personally needed, so I'm sure you guys are going to get something out of it. We discussed her latest book, You've Got This, which I know I'm trying to remind myself more of, and I think everyone can personally gain something from that. And we discuss the lessons she's learned through COVID, and we talk about doubting your doubts and trusting yourself and just so much more, lots of good little nuggets in this. I think that this will be an episode that you definitely will listen to again and again. I hope you enjoy. Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show. Let's start off and tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are. Well, my name is Margie Worrell and I am an Aussie by birth. I have moved around the world, uh, four kids, author of five books, and um, have spent much of the last 20, 25 years working, helping people around the world be braver and in one way or another. And uh, that's what kind of lights me up and gives me a sense of purpose. Awesome. I love it. And 2020 was a crazy year for everyone with challenges, but I understand that you had more than a fair share of challenges in 2020. So what did your last year look like? Well, it started out in a very interesting note because at the start of last year in early January, I was back in Australia seeing my family, my parents where I grew up and there was pretty bad bushfires as you might remember feels like a million years ago now yeah and we were evacuated out from the bushfires and thought wow you know gee this is the big highlight of 2020 and it's happened by the 3rd of January <laughs> that was the big news headline of the year on the 3rd of January and it wasn't gonna top that right <laughs> yeah little did we know right mm-hmm. and uh and then and then over the next couple of months, I actually was busy with my work because I had a book coming out called You've Got This. Yeah. And I was flying around the world. I did a bunch of travel all over the world, speaking um, and getting ready for the book to come out in late March. Yeah. And then just as the book was due to launch in late March, well, one, the, the wheels fell off the world, so to speak. <laughs> um, on top of that, my husband had been in the US. He flew back into Singapore where I was living at the time. I've also moved country in 2020 and I um and ended up with COVID ended up hospitalized I ended up in a quarantine and yeah the whole year went off on a very different trajectory um than I thought it was going to um and then over the course of the year I also had three kids living in America so I was living in Singapore with one child I had three children in their you know teens and early 20s in the U.S. on their own just having to navigate their schools closing and going virtual. And so, yeah, you might say it had a quite a few challenges 
And then it was topped off though on a high note with me moving back to the United States on the 1st of December. So flying across the world again in the pandemic on a really empty planes to get back here. And um, so I feel like actually it ended on a pretty positive note for me personally. <laughs> well, that's good. And where are you now? I am just outside Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, Virginia. Yeah, I'm in Charlottesville, Virginia. So we're close. Oh, yeah, right. Pretty. Yes, you know, I'm in Old Town, Alexandria. Oh, nice. Very yeah. nice. That's awesome. <laughs> And so what did uh, last year's challenges teach you? My, last year's challenges taught me numerous things. And they reinforced a few lessons that I already knew. Mm -hmm. And one of them that was probably one of the more profound was when my husband went into hospital, well, he just thought he was going off to get a COVID test. But in Singapore, they hospitalize everybody. Oh, wow. And he had a bit of a fever and a bit of a sore cough. And in the end, he was, he was hospitalized and put in a quarantine center for 30 days. But I was pretty overwhelmed in the first few days. And I just sat down, I just kept having to breathe into my overwhelm. And I'm putting my hand on my oh, chest. I just keep breathing. I was like, I can't, I just felt so overwhelmed. And I should have known he's made a full recovery. So I want to just make sure people know that, you know, that, that is a, he's, he's really made a, a, a strong recovery. Good. But, at the time, just feeling so overwhelmed. And I'd written about this in my book, You've Got This, and that is that when everything around us is uncertain, that we have to really connect within ourselves for the certainty we seek and to that quiet place within us. And a, a poet called Albert Camus once wrote that in the midst of winter, I finally learned that within me it was an invincible summer. And as overwhelming as that time was, it really helped it was the most empowering time for me too, because I realized that whatever storm waves were coming at me, I could rise above them. Like one hour at a time, one minute at a time, one moment at a time, I could rise above them. So one of the, I guess, most powerful lessons that I got, something I already knew, but really experienced on a deeper level was that I, the spirit's mighty and we're, we're bigger than anything we face. Mm -hmm. and that we can when we are sort of trusting deeply in that that part of us that transcends all of the stormy waters around us that we actually have within us the ability to rise to huge challenges but we often think we don't mm -hmm. and so we stress ourselves out worrying about the future <laughs> when in fact we actually do and yeah. I think a second key lesson I learned is how important it is to surrender what's outside our control Mm. and really focus on what's within it yeah. and when there's a lot going on outside of us that is outside our control just being really intentional about who we want to be like what are the values that we really want to embody what's the who, who do we want to be for the people around us and when we can sort of be purposeful in who we want to be it helps us just navigate through the storm waters navigate a steadier course rather than feeling like oh my god I got all this hurting I can't believe it oh my god it's like you know what I'll get through this and um and operating from that place of really deliberate can't like operating from to quote my book title from that place of I've got this you know I've got this and I, I can figure this out and if you have faith in a higher power or God to go I've got this because God's got me and I can rise to this moment. And then I'm, I'll let tomorrow's worries worry about themselves. 
but right now I can figure it out. Yeah. And I'll have to tell you that I have a love hate relationship with your book title (laughs) because (laughs) so many, (laughs) so many times, um, especially this past year, you know, when I would get stressed out or overwhelmed about something, my husband would say, you've got this. And I would just be like, oh, like, I feel like I don't, like, I don't have this, but he would just remind me of it. And I'm like, slowly coming to terms of like, yes, you've got this. So I always joke with him whenever I see that term of like, yeah, someone else is saying it, you've got this, I guess it's true. <laughs> yeah. So tell me more about your book. Yeah, well, look, I wrote You've Got This because I've had a couple of bumpy few years. I know everyone had a bumpy 2020. Well, I had a bumpy 2018 and a bumpy 2019. And I, I, it really was a message that I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. But over the last 20 years, as I've worked with people around the world and particularly women, I've found that we women often need to hear it even more so than sometimes the guys do. That because we doubt ourselves, so much so often and and we back ourselves too little and we often sell ourselves short because we think we don't have this oh i don't have it when it actually it's all just about what you're the story that you're buying into and the belief you're buying into Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to write the book one for people who were going through difficult times and i had a lot of derailed plans it's what ended up with having three kids on the other side of the world from me um, that was never part of my plan. That was the result of life colliding with my plans. You know, like, no, that's not the plan. And yes, I ended up literally 24, 30 hours plane ride away from three kids, including a 15-year-old. Wow. Um, and that was difficult. And so I had to really decide how I wanted to show up and deal with that as a challenge from a parenting perspective and just in terms of even my work as a coach going, well, this isn't how I planned it. And how do, how do I need to show up for the people who look to me for encouragement? And secondly, I wrote this book because I see so many people selling themselves short and living for less than the life that they really want to live, not really pursuing their dreams, um, settling for situations that are a far cry from what they really want maybe settling in relationships maybe settling in jobs maybe just sort of going around around in circles and living in excuses and going oh i'm too busy i'm too old i'm too young i'm too tired and not taking action and so i wrote this book for anyone who ever just let their self-doubt sit in the driver's seat to say doubt your doubts don't just doubt your doubts defy your doubts which is one of the early chapters, don't wait till you feel confident, but just dare to trust that you have everything it takes. And so the subtitle of the book is The Life-Changing Power of Trusting Yourself because when we operate from that place of self-trust, it emboldens us. We go, you know what? If I trust myself that whatever happens, I can handle it, even if I don't nail it, even if I put myself out there and I get rejected or I, I don't, land the perfect result that I can handle that it actually emboldens us to do way more to try more things to put ourselves out there more often to go after bigger goals and that ultimately fundamentally changes our experience of life yeah so tell me more about like trusting yourself because I mean I deal with that of I don't always feel like I trust myself how do you recommend that people start to you know, build that skill. 
in small increments. Yeah. <laughs> so firstly, I would just say, just because you've been buying into a belief about yourself that you're not good enough in some way, you're not smart enough, you're not educated enough, you're not beautiful enough, you're not strong enough, you're not talented enough, um, you'll never be good enough at fill in the blank, um, at leading, at managing, at building a business, at promoting yourself, at having tough conversations, at being in relationships with people, at networking. I mean, whatever story you tell yourself. And let's face it, most of us tell some story that fuels a sense of inadequacy. Like I always had one, I'm not, I'm not an athletic enough. I'm just not, that's just not who I am. I can't be an athlete. And that doesn't mean that I was born to be an Olympian. But by buying into that story that, oh, I can't do, I can't run, which is a story I bought into as a kid, mm -hmm. um, fueled by, you know, my dad saying, oh, you're a bumblefoot. He was being well-meaning. I wasn't very coordinated. So I just never tried anything, right? And so, yeah. so just recognizing the stories you tell yourself aren't the truth. But when you live them as though they're the truth, they, they become true and shape your reality. And I was in my 30s before I realized, oh, I can run. I can actually, my legs actually will allow me to run five miles and then 10 miles and then I did a half marathon. And, and I realized, you know, that was just a story. doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't mean that I was born naturally as a gifted athlete, but I could run. I was, but we have stories around money. We have stories around so many things. So just recognizing that the beliefs you're telling yourself that are chipping away at your confidence and chipping away at your belief that you can do things, your belief that you, that, that trusting in yourself that you can do those things. They're not the truth, but you're treating them. So challenging those beliefs. And then you've got this, I go through a series of questions to help you really interrogate some of the belief systems you're operating in and to muster up the courage to do those things that you've been afraid to do or you thought you couldn't do. And and as you just, as I just said, you know, we started in increments, like just set yourself a challenge of just doing something today that is a bit braver than you might've done otherwise. Maybe pick up the phone or reach out to someone, maybe write an article and post it on a blog or, you know, put something online on Facebook or Insta or something that's a bit brave for you. And just do those things that scare you and defy your doubts. And the more often we defy those doubts, that we take action and go, you know what, doubt, give it a name. You know what, you Debbie Downer, I am not going to let you decide what I do or don't do. I'm going to just put this Instagram post up anyway. I'm going to record this video of me talking and put it online or whatever because it's something I want to do. Every time we do that, it helps us realize, you know what, the world didn't, you know, the, the open up underneath me. I didn't fall to my death. You know, I wasn't the laughing stock. In fact, actually, I, I learned something. And it actually encourages us for future things. Yeah, uh, I love it. And I'm kind of curious um, because I hear people talk about like stories a lot and the stories we tell ourselves. And I know that, you know, we have the power to tell ourselves a different story. Um, but what I'm hearing from you is like a lot of it is more action-based, like take a small step. Are you like a proponent of, you know, uh, telling yourself like a positive story or like, you know, uh, trying to like visualize you able to doing something or is it just more like taking these small actions? So, so visualizing what you want is really important. I always mm -hmm. think stop and actually disconnect with where you want to be 
And I would say, you can choose the time frame. It can be different. Sometimes I say 10 years, sometimes five years, three years. It might be go, you know, think three years from now. It'll be here soon enough. It wasn't that long ago. You would think of three years ago. It feels like a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And three years from now, how old will you be? And if you could have your ideal life three years from now of where you would love to be, what would that look like? What would you be doing? And connect with your future self, like your future self. What would you, you three years from now, aged, you know, 35, want you to know right now? What would that, what, what advice would they give for you? Maybe they'd be saying, go for it. Put yourself out there. And dare I say, you've got this totally, or don't settle, stop talking yourself down, you know, just go for it, whatever. And connect, connect, connect to where you'd love to be, connect to that future self and how you'd love to feel. And then, then map it back and go, all right, well, two years from now, when I'm, you know, 34, what would I be doing? And one year from now, what would I be doing? Like, what would move me there? And if I was doing that one year from now, at the end of, you know, at start of 2022, what would I be doing six months from now? What would I be doing in the next month? What would I do this week? And then nail it down to just bite-sized actions you can take mm-hmm. and get someone to hold you accountable. Um, share your vision with someone. But I, I always say vision, a vision holds power because the very act of creating a vision actually in your, in your mind, like our neurobiology, when we decide what we want, we suddenly can look around and go, oh my gosh, I just saw a brochure for a, a, a training course on, you know, digital marketing or, oh, something just like you will start seeing things that will help you move toward it. But if you haven't connected with it, you're going to miss all those things. Right. Yeah. No, that's a really good answer. And I, I love how you put them together of like seeing where you want to be in the future and like really breaking it down. And I mean, it's kind of crazy that I think so many of us are always so busy in the now that it's hard to think further out to really see like, what do we really want for ourselves? Um, so, you know, with thinking about what you want and like the next step, I mean, for a lot of people, like, especially myself, like fear and anxiety can kind of take over your mind. How can people keep that in check? Look, a fear is always going to rise up because it's wired into our psychological DNA. So I would say, don't expect yourself not to feel afraid, but befriend your fear and realize your fear is just trying to keep you safe. Don't do it. Don't put yourself out there. You might fail. You might make a fool of yourself. That's just what fear does. It's trying to keep you safe. And the more you can recognize that force, why it's doing what it's doing, it's there to keep you safe then the more you can actually intentionally decide, well, is it actually keeping me safe or is it actually keeping me stuck? Mm. Because there's a fine line sometimes. We go, oh, well, don't put yourself out there because, you know, that's, but actually that does that just leave me stuck and holding me back? Because nothing worthwhile, no thing that you ever do in your life is going to be done with a guarantee of success. You have to risk what failure if it was easy to build a business if it was easy to lead a team if it was easy to have kids it was easy to anything that you want to do like anything think about what you really want to do if that was easy everyone would be doing it right everyone would do it it's not easy because people are afraid they're going to fail so they stick with the known 
Mm-hmm. And that old saying, the better the devil you know than the devil you don't. People stick with the familiarity of the known, even when it sucks, because yeah. at least it's familiar. So as fear comes up, just recognizing that's just fear doing what fear does. And don't let that fear hold the power to decide what you do or the conversations that you have or the goals that you set or the changes that you make. Because so often we let that fear sit in the driver's seat and it stops Mm -hmm. us with what we have within us, all of the ability to do. Like you can pick up a phone and make a call. You can send an email. You can go off. I was talking to a woman last night who wants to launch her fashion label. Mm-hmm. And she said, I just want to start, but I, I don't know how to start, but I need to take my own photographs. So I want to go out and, um, and just take some photographs out in the streets around me and get a friend to do it. It's really amateur, but I think people are going to laugh at me that I'm doing it so amateurly. And I was like, so you're going to let what some people, whoever these people are, might think stop you from just starting? Mm-hmm. I said, that's, you've got to start somewhere and so when fear comes up just recognizing our ego is so sensitive and doesn't like to look foolish but you've got to risk that and along along with that you've got to decide do you want to let what might happen or what other people might think matter more than what you want to make happen and what you think yeah Wow. That's just like so good. And it's, it's funny. Cause like when you brought up that example about the person you're talking to, um, like hearing it, I'm like, yeah, like she should just go take the pictures. It's not that big of a deal. But then thinking, I'm like, no, I would have those exact same thoughts. I've had that too. I've had that myself. And, and I mean, I, I remember the first time I ever gave a talk, you know, I was like, oh my God, whatever, whatever. And I look back and go, whatever, what, what, and if, and just say, and actually the people were really encouraging, but just say someone said that sucked. Like just say they did. Yeah. So learn, okay, well, is there any feedback you've got for me specifically? What could I do better? But right. don't let criticism hold you back because there's always going to be critics, always mm-hmm. going to be critics. And if you know any cynical, critical people in your life, Maybe don't hang around them so much, particularly not if you're trying to make a change. Um, Recognizing that their criticism says so much more about them than Mm -hmm. it does about you. Like, why is it that they even have a need to be critical? I mean, are they out there kicking their goals, going after their, climbing their mountain summit? Or are they just like sitting back, throwing stones at everybody else? And often we find that people who are the most judgmental, it's because actually when you go out and do what it is you want to do, you are triggering in them their own fear because they haven't got the guts to do it themselves. So they want to just douse on you. Um, but actually, they wish they had the courage. But instead, they'd rather just criticize you for doing it because, you know, misery loves company. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so I'm all about uh, being yourself. And so how has being yourself, how has that impacted your success? Yeah, it's been an interesting journey. So I grew up on a small dairy farm in rural Australia. And uh, growing up, we never even went to the city much. I was very much a country girl. Um, Very pretty unsophisticated. And I remember when I moved to the big city to go to university, um, it was very scary. I had to just find somewhere to live on my own and, and work two jobs and pay my way through. And I remember realizing 
that I needed to change how I spoke to kind of fit in. I was did a business degree and everyone else came from far more affluent, sophisticated families than I did. And so I sort of felt like I had to prove something. I felt like, oh, I'm just this dairy farmer's daughter and I'm just not as worthy or I felt inadequate. And so that was something I, I struggled with a little bit in my late teens and in my 20s. But over the years, over the decades, as I've been out in the world more, I've got more comfortable just owning who I am and embracing yeah. all facets of who I am. And admittedly, I, I'm sure I speak differently than I did when I was an 18-year-old leaving home for the first time. But in my work as a speaker and as a coach, what I have found again and again, that the more I just be myself and lower the mask and stop trying to pretend to be don't try and pretend to be anything just be myself mm -hmm. so when I'm just being myself I can be funny and when I'm just being myself I can sound intelligent I have to try and be funny I don't have to try and sound intelligent just just be myself yeah uh, and I think so often we put so much energy into trying to live up to this image of well, who we think we're supposed to be for others but it actually cuts us off from being connecting with people. But when we can just be who we are, which are with whatever quirks of personality that is, and it doesn't mean I'm, all, I'm the same all the time. If I'm in different audiences, I will, you know, adjust just because we need to adapt to connect with people differently, but not trying to prove anything. And I often say, if you just stop trying to prove anything to anyone, who would you be? Yeah. Yeah, I like that's like a really good way to put it. <laughs> I think that's like what a lot of people are trying to do. Just we're trying to prove ourselves, and we just need to stop and just be ourselves. And yeah, like, don't try and prove yourself. Just be yourself, and just be the most magnificent version of who you were born to be. Like it's it's like if a one of the and there's like I can't remember the saying, but you know if a if a if a if a rose with thorns kept looking over at a daisy or a, I don't know. A, a tulip going oh you know you're beautiful but i'm not i got the ones like we'd miss out on roses right or right. if a if a if a white swan was looking at the black swan going oh you're black i wish i was like we'd miss out on the white swan like mm -hmm. don't try and be like other people yeah. just try and be don't even just don't even try let go of the trying and just be mm -hmm. um and i think that's where our power is when we're really grounded in our own adequacy and and I often say I, I started running Live Brave weekends a few years ago and um, people can actually sign up if you go to livebraveweekend.com and just register for when I start running them again. I'm not sure when that will be. But, but I remember when I started running them thinking, well, there's all these people running women's retreats and there's all these people doing yoga this and their mindfulness that. And I'm like, I'm not a mindfulness isn't my number one thing and yoga is not my thing and I'm not a nutritionist like you know I'm willing to eat well but I'm not a nutritionist I'm not mm -hmm. you know that's not my thing but I I just thought I just know what I have to bring will be really helpful helping people to connect to the big vision boldest vision for their lives helping people to look at where fears in their way and I just decided I'm just going to run a weekend I'm not going to look at what everyone else is doing I'm just going to run the weekend that I want to run mm -hmm. and they've been such awesome weekends that I've now been running around the world um, in Asia and Australia and, and the USA. And, um, and I would just say to you, it's like, don't look at what everyone else is doing. Like run your own best race, just run your best race. And what other people are doing, good luck to them. Well done. May they succeed. 
just get on with doing what you are uniquely gifted to do and are uniquely called to do. Yeah. I love it. And so where can people um, find out more about you and like what you do and stay connected with you? Ah, oh, well, um, great first place is just go to my website, margieworrell.com, sign up for my Live Bravely newsletter. Um, I also have a Live Brave podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, um, look for my Live Brave podcast. Um, I've been having a little sabbatical on it as I've moved country, but I will be back in 2021. Um, and please check out my books. Uh, they're all on Amazon and wherever you buy books, but you've got this is my latest book. And I, I really would love people to, to, to get it downloaded or, or listen. I narrated it in my Aussie accent if you want it, if you like audible books too. So yeah, you've got this is, is I believe, I really feel passionate. It's probably definitely the book that I feel is my best book. And I definitely a book for these times too. Oh yeah, definitely. And what's one message you would like to leave with people today? train the brave and what does that mean well courage being brave is a muscle and for you to have the life you want the relationships you want the career you want the business you want will require courage but if it's like going to the gym if every day you if you haven't been for ages and you go you're going to be sore but if you just start small and every day you do something that's a bit brave for you doesn't matter what it brave for anyone else but it's brave for you every day one thing and you just train that courage muscle one month from now you will be so pleased with what you did but one year from now you mightn't even recognize your life yeah awesome thank you so much you shared a lot of really good insights my pleasure well look take care and and i'm so glad that that i could share with with your wonderful audience Thank you for listening to the BU podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at beautifulchick or on my website, beautifulchick.com. Remember, be you, be beautiful. <laughs>